You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, I'm going to be talking about trusting the plan, in air quotes, for the podcast audience. I want to share my insights and break down my take on what took place in the U.S. Capitol building in Washington, D.C. recently. And then finally, I want to end on all of the big tech censorship, which has been taking place for quite some time. I think Alex Jones may have been the first, right? It's like first they come for Alex Jones, then they come for the Q folks, then they, and I didn't do anything, then they come for me and no one's around to stand up for me. Uh, so I want to talk about big tech censorship and, and with all those things, I'd like to convey that truth, not speculation, not what you see on the internet uh, really wins out in the end. And when it comes to governance, when it comes to political division, when it comes to, you know, worshiping a politician, that is not the path towards freedom or achieving our common goals. And at the end of the day, decentralization and true freedom is the answer I'm broadcasting for the video audience, uh, sitting in the car. My daughter's in her dance class, and I'm waiting. Still got quite a bit more time. And so I just wanted to share that. Um, You know, I haven't done a live video in a while. And the last podcast, I just released a new podcast. Check that out. It's all about how to organize Central Texas Freedom Cell Network. Uh, How to organize Freedom Cell Networks in your area, not just in Central Texas. The one before that was announcing the Greater Reset, which I'm super excited about. To, uh, to be participating in January 25th through the 29th. Check out thegreaterreset.org. But I hadn't put much out in a while, and it's because there was a big life change, a big life change for me and for my kiddos, uh, my girlfriend. And I'm not going to share all the details about that, but it kind of threw me off my game. I had been in peak productivity. My business, mybravebotanicals.com, was flying high. This podcast was doing great. We're getting a lot of subscribers, a lot of interaction with the audience. And then Derek Bros and I came up with this concept for the Great Reset. We put this activation together. Uh, again, it's going to be 25th to the 29th. It's going to be virtual, but there's also going to be an in-person in Mexico. And we're encouraging people to organize watch parties. Well, there's all this stuff on my plate, and I was managing to keep on top of it. But this big life change happened and really threw me off. And uh, it wasn't something that we had wanted, and it's something that we're having to figure out how to navigate. But I just want to throw this out there, just a nice life tip for folks. How we show up for things really makes all the difference. It's, you know, the expression when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? Um, It really is up to us to give meaning and choose who, to choose how we respond to life circumstances, right? We don't have the power to always choose what happens to us. 
but we do have the power and we can choose uh, what meaning we give to whatever phenomenon or circumstance takes place in our lives. We choose how we show up. And when things happen, you can either show up as a victim, you can wallow, you can feel depressed, upset. And when you're in that energy, coming from that frequency of that mindset, then you're going to manifest and attract more of that to your life. Whereas contrast that with shit happens in your life and you choose to see it as an opportunity for growth or an opportunity to try something new, right? When one door closes, another door opens, then you're coming from a frequency of creation, productivity, solutionism, and that's what is going to be more likely to manifest in your life. For example, if you lose your job, right? You could you could wallow, oh my God, I, how am I going to find another job? The economy, this, the economy, that, oh, and then that leads to inaction, leads to fear, anxiety. Maybe you're anxious, you finally do get a uh, job interview, you show up to the interview, you're just of that mindset. Oh man, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get this. I hope I can't screw this up. I'm screwed if I screw this up. Oh, and you're like all anxious and you come off as anxious to the employer, right? Um, you're going to manifest that. But if you're like, I lost my job, maybe this is an opportunity. Obviously I wasn't doing well at the job. I didn't like the job. If my employers liked me, they wouldn't have fired me. If I was productive at that job, if I was winning at that job, if I was adding immense value to the company, they would have fired me. But Maybe it wasn't the thing for me, and this just creates a new opportunity for maybe I can do my own thing. Had that business idea for quite some time. Whatever. It's all about how you show up and how you choose to show up. So I just wanted to throw that out there uh, and share that little tidbit with you because it really has worked for me in so many different areas of my life. All right. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsor as well, My Brave Botanicals, MyBraveBotanicals.com. We just launched Delta 8 CBD gummies, uh, which you can try, Delta 8 Sorry, Delta 8 THC gummies. Uh, they are similar to Delta 9 THC, which everyone's familiar with, but it's federally legal. And it comes with less paranoia, less anxiety. It's kind of a little bit in between CBD and THC, but much more like the Delta 9 THC. They're 25 milligram gummies. Go ahead and check them out. Again, that's mybravebotanicals.com. All right, so... All sorts of crazy stuff going on in the world. Let's talk a little bit about this Q stuff. I haven't really talked in, in depth about it. Uh, I didn't really want to give it so much attention, although it's all over the place. And many people that I consider friends, uh, not a whole lot, but some folks that I'm, I'm friends with, been friends with for quite some time. Some folks that fought alongside me in the early 9-11 truth days, you know, back in mid-2010s. Some folks that were Ron Paul friendly with me, they really went down the Trump path and um, even more wild down this Q path, right? So I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. Q, some Trump insider that's been doing Q drops, started on 4chan, right? And there's this whole theory. Here's one thing that I do appreciate about Q, although at the end of the day, I think it ends up being counterproductive. Um, there is a pedophile elite, there is a deep state, right? Back in the day, we used to call it the shadow government, not the deep state. Uh, there's pedophilia in Hollywood and high-ranking power brokers, right? Um, Jeffrey Epstein is now seen as fact because that all came out and evidence and trials and all sorts of eyewitness testimony. And, you know, and that's like 
I hate to say it, but that's like a lighter version of some of the nasty satanic stuff that goes on. This is all factual, right? And there's conspiracies about this. And, there, you know, I like to point out Bohemian Grove with old Alex, which Alex Jones back in the day blew the lid on and snuck in with with uh, Mike Hansen, who's from here in Gonzales, Texas, right? These are uh, these are Central Texas Austin guys, old Alex, too. And back in the day, he snuck into Bohemian Grove, which is this California retreat for the elite. It's an elite retreat. Democrats, Republicans, presidents, heads of state, uh, congressmen, business moguls. And they go in the woods and they it's like a men's club. And they worship this big statue, an owl statue of Moloch, which is this Canaanite deity. And they do these rituals, and they're in robes, and they do mock sacrifices of children, apparently. Really creepy stuff, right? These are rituals that they're doing. There's most definitely some Satan, satanic tendencies with a lot of these psychopathic elite. Not all of them, not everyone, but a whole lot. It's a thing, right? And so when the Q stuff really started taking up steam, I felt to myself, well, at least you know we're getting some exposure for this thing that's actually happening, but it wasn't just about that. All the Q stuff had all this weird stuff attached to it and all this what Derek Bros calls hopium, right? Like it really created this savior complex and added to this savior complex, which I, you know, I had early on in 2007, 2008 for Ron Paul. Ron Paul was running for president. We thought Ron Paul was the hope, hope for America, right? That was actually one of his campaign slogans. Or Barack Obama really used a lot of the same thing. But we all put our hope and our faith in the good Dr. Ron Paul. And when he didn't win and when he was betrayed, and in, in some ways he betrayed the grassroots base in order to make deals. He's a Republican. I even did an ambush journalism on him where I was like, hey, how come you sent us letters encouraging us to vote for Lamar Smith, to support Lamar Smith, two-time bailout voter, voted for the war in Iraq, Patriot Act, all of the above. He's like a 22-year incumbent back then. This was like 2010 or something. And Ron Paul was like, well, I'm, I may be the most independent Republican, but there's only so much independence you can have. And then this guy's Jesse Benton, this other goon, like tried to shoo me away. But either way, we put a bunch of faith in this guy. And um, at the end of the day, everyone was let down. And so I think the same thing's happening. A lot of people were really fed up with the direction in this country. A lot of people rightly saw that the strain of, the predominant strain of liberalism and progressivism really has some very nasty tendencies in controlling and authoritarian tendencies. Uh, people saw, rightfully so, that globalism was expanding with all of these trade deals and all this uh, like eco-fascism, Agenda 21 stuff, right? These are all genuine concerns. And then Trump comes along, this reality TV star who wasn't, hasn't always been a Republican, who is a Democrat, who contributes to both parties, who really doesn't stand on principles. He stands on like, what's the, what is going to get me votes? I think he really has some ego stuff, right? Might be a megalomaniac. Um, and so he comes along and everyone's like, wow, let's project our dreams on this guy. And then along comes this Q thing, which I believe is very likely some sort of psychological operation. 
they start talking about Trump's going to save the day and there's going to be these mass arrests, right? Trust the plan. It's coming, right? The storm. We did see a storm. I don't know if that's the storm that was always going to be referenced because I think I don't think the Q guys always thought Trump was going to be had the election stolen. But it's like, trust the plan. The storm's coming. Mass arrest. And everyone just totally bought into it. And we've seen a devolution because um, I've been in the truth movement, right? The truth movement since 2002 when I learned that 9-11 was a false flag attack, right? And we, I was around for the birth of this modern truther movement, which was mainly 9-11 truth, but it also enjoined with all sorts of uh, other truth pursuers, Oklahoma City bombing, and they just people that are exposing the global conspiracy to create a totalitarian government, right? Um, to create a totalitarian global government. And so early on, I was in college at the time, and I quickly, I learned one of the benefits I got from college, I didn't get a whole lot of benefits, and I don't know if it was worth the price, but one of the benefits was I learned how to research, and I learned how to find primary source material. So when I'm studying false flags, when I'm studying Operation Northwoods, for example, there's a declassified document that would be primary source material. When I'm studying what took a place on 9-11, I'm looking at studies, I'm looking at um, examples of unburnt nanothermate. I'm uh, listening to science testimony about analysis about the buildings coming down to free fall speed. I'm listening with my own ears to what these politicians are saying, right? I'm not speculating as to why this was done or why that was done, right? And so I quickly learned that in order to wake people up or win people over or you know spread the truth, I had to really tighten up my, what, I, what I shared. Because if it was loose, if it was theory, if it wasn't backed up by evidence and you're getting into it with someone, you know, that has half a brain, they're going to be like, well, what do you think about this? And what about this detail? And show me how that came. Right. So I've really started focusing on that, which I could prove with empirical evidence. And I think that this modern truth movement, this Q movement really got away from that. A lot of people define what is true based on what they see on social media. There's this phenomenon of all these memes getting shared or just screenshots, right? It's a screenshot. Oh, there's a screenshot of a plane flying to to uh, South Texas because Trump's going to some military meeting, right? And, or like, oh, Lynn Wood all of a sudden, this attorney that's friends with Trump. Oh, everything that Lynn Wood says is the truth, right? Lynn Wood, uh, we, we define truth as whatever Lynn Wood said, right? Or it's a Q drop. It must be true because Q has told us that he's an insider, right? It's just really gone downhill and it's unfortunate. And so the, it's always like, just wait. I created a meme with the skeleton on the bench and that meme is, uh, maybe that'll be the podcast image for this one. It says, trust the plan, right? It's like the storm is coming or wait for the storm, trust the plan. And since it's a skeleton on bench, it's been waiting and waiting and waiting. It's always these mass arrests right around the corner and then they don't happen and people don't backpedal, right? The uh, blockchain watermark paper ballots. This was from this guy, uh, Pachinka, Steve Pachinka, which I remember his name from back in the day from InfoWars way back in the day when I used to listen to it early on before Alex went total fascist, before I realized he's a megalomaniac kind of guy too. This guy, Steve Pachinka, Pachinka, and he goes on when all the Stop the Steal stuff is popping off, and he's like, hey, <laughs> it's a sting operation. We're going to get the deep state. 
all of the ballot, the Department of Homeland Security came and collected the ballots or whatever, or they, when they were printed, I don't even know. They didn't get into those details. And the guy interviewing him, Owen Schroyer, right, Alex Jones' right-hand guy, wasn't like, well, hold on a second. How is it possible that the DHS could have uh, watermarked all those ballots when I'm pretty sure it's the state election authority that creates the ballots, right? And so it's like the, the, the theory, the big leak was that there's going to be a sting because there's watermarks on each of the ballots that coincide with the blockchain identification. And it can be shown through this provable factual method that the Democrats created more ballots or whatever the implication was for that. Okay. So everyone's sharing it all over. It's talked about an info wars. Now there's quotes of it here and there. And it's like, wow, wow, wow. We're so excited. We have more hopium. And then nothing ever happens with that. The sting never came to fruition, and people are still going to be thinking in their mind if they're bought into this. They're still going to be thinking, "Well, it, it hasn't it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen." And I'm like, "Well, why didn't it happen? Why wouldn't they bring that up in their cases that they're hoping to get to the Supreme Court?" You know. And again, I'm not saying whether there was fraud or not. I believe that there probably was mass fraud, but guess what? Every election is fraudulent, and in fact, the entire United States government is fraudulent. The whole system's a fraud and a sham. Right? It's not about protecting life, liberty, and properties. The conservatives want it to be about. It's not about standing up for the little guy and protecting the environment as the progressives want it to be about. It's about those in power maintaining and growing their position of power at your expense. That's what it's about. Anything else like you learned about in elementary school uh, is a total fraud. Right. So whether or not there was election fraud or not, it matters not. The whole thing is a sham and a show. And... Whenever, when I got into this, this whole Pancheka thing, I wanted to point out that that never came to fruition, but the folks that are just pounding on all this Q stuff and sharing the Lynn Wood and sharing the latest Q drop and sharing a random screenshot and making it as though it's fact, thinking it's fact, whenever this stuff doesn't come to fruition, they rarely ever go back and are like, hey, on second thought, that blockchain watermark thing doesn't really end up seeming very legitimate so i just kind of wanted to share that in case in case uh you spread that misinformation right because there is an information war taking place but at the same time people are engaging in misinformation maybe even deliberate disinformation from a grassroots level without it being controlled or contrived but you can bet your bottom dollar that it is most definitely being controlled and contrived and there is a psychological warfare operation taking place right now in this moment and the people that are perpetrating that psychological operation are the shadow government and so i think originally i thought that the whole q thing was like trolls like really smart trolls on 4chan that are just super clever and wanting to mess with people i remember there was somebody that hosted the site that q drops would go to I saw this whatever, and it was like an expose, and they talked to the guy, and he just seemed like some random guy lived out in the country or whatever. So it's possible it's just a troll, right? Okay, I guess we can say it's possible that it's true and legit, and it is a Trump insider, and the plan's coming, and uh, the latest thing is, oh, Nancy Pelosi didn't come in today. Did you hear? Yeah, I heard she's arrested, and they're all going to get taken to Guantanamo Bay. Uh, <laughs> this stuff never happens. Joe Biden... Did you see he has the leg brace? It's because they're hiding his tracking device, his house arrest tracking device. I mean, come on, man, as Joe Biden would say. Um, <laughs> it's nuts. If you're just tuning in, I'm ranting and raving about Q, about storming of the Capitol, and about uh, the big tech censorship 
talking about how you can find truth, real truth. And I'm talking about uh, why I think decentralization is the answer in the end. That's what I'm going to bring about. If you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook, DLive, please share this with your friends. And of course, the podcast will be found at livefreenow.show. Shout out to the podcast audience. Shout out to all the new folks from uh, James Corbett. I just did an interview with James Corbett in Fort Solutions Watch. That was super cool. So to get back to it, maybe it's true. I highly doubt it. It's probably not true. It's probably not a Trump insider and everyone's going to be put in Guantanamo Bay and there's going to be this glorious thing and Trump's Messiah. It could be a troll. It could be a troll thing. It could be some, a smart group of people or one person that's really good and just trolling you know, the whole fucking country. Um, but I think what's most likely, although I don't know exactly, it could be two or three. It could be a psychological operation by the very shadow government. It could be for the purpose of kookifying, which is a term that I came up with in, in my nine, early 9-11 truth days. Because um, just the same with all this Q stuff and people that are challenging the COVID narrative, there's this whole thing that comes out in psychological psycho, psychology today and all, all over the place. And it's like, if you think you're, if you believe in conspiracies, then you might have these mental health psychological issues, right? And it's trying to marginalize those that think about this. It's called kookifying, in my opinion. And again, I discerned what is the facts, what's the concrete evidence, the empirical things that we can prove, primary source material, not a tweet from Lynn Wood, not an article on Breitbart or some conspiracy website or Infowars.com. No, if it's a good article on a site like that or a conspiracy site, then it should link or embed or whatever the primary source material, the original source material for whatever it is that they're conveying. And if it doesn't have that, then, you know, you really need that. So um, I learned how to discern the truth and I shared, that was my tip. I shared why it's important to get that empirical evidence. But now this kookification is still taking place against the Q folks. And it's possible that it was like this, this methodology where there is a semblance of the truth, pedophile elite, you know, like maybe the pedophiles were beginning to get exposed through the Epstein stuff and all the trials and that taking on, taking on a life of its own. And then it's like, holy shit, this is all theory, right? Let me point out, this is theory, not empirical stuff. This is a theory that I'm presenting. Um, maybe we need some cover because we're starting to get exposed. All right, well, let's roll out that strategy, this guilt by association strategy. What is it? It's a, it's a fallacy, actually. Um, a straw man. It's kind of a straw man fallacy in, in the, the strategy of the shadow government's like, let's just roll out the craziness and let's make it look like anyone that thinks they're, that, the, that many elite people in the world are pedophiles, they actually end up looking really crazy and ridiculous to the general public. So this never leaves the confines of the outskirt edges of, of the internet. And so they're like, all right, let's roll out Q. Let's talk about some stuff that's true, but let's mix in all sorts of nonsense and BS. And let's get our friends and the media to make it seem as though it's this crazy kooky thing. And anyone that presents an idea, which has happened to me oftentimes when I'm debating someone that's more left or progressive or liberal. And I'm like bringing up some point about globalism or whatever. And they automatically assume that I'm a Q follower. And it's like, no, hold on a second. Why do you think I follow Q? I don't follow Q, but I am talking about Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton being a part of this network, right? Or I am talking about the threat of global governance through these trade deals and this Agenda 21 stuff. And so I'm bringing up legitimate things. And because Q is what everyone knows now, 
um, that's what they're that's what they think it is, and they immediately dismiss it, right? So I think that could be a play. That could be part of the op. It's like in another way. Trump came in and got everyone all riled up and even further divided than they already were, right? And then he encouraged people to kind of go against themselves because now what's taking place at the Capitol, which I'll, I'll break down, um, it's going to usher in Patriot Act-style legislation about domestic terrorism and extremism. And that's going to get turned around and get used on these right-wing folks that are even more extreme, but it's also going to be used on, on the left-wing folks. So... Those are my th three theories about what's up with Q. Um, it maybe it's legit. I doubt it. Maybe it's trolls. Possible. Maybe even likely. Maybe it's a psychological operation by the shadow government themselves, used to manipulate and uh, use the MAGA against itself. Right, and that's exactly what took place at the Capitol. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, thank you for commenting. Again, if you're watching live, we're doing it live here. F it, we'll do it live on Facebook and YouTube, and this will also be livefreenow.show, sitting in the car waiting for my daughter to do uh, finish up her dance class. Uh, looks like we have some comments, too. Let's go to some comments real quick before we, we move on. Paul Gladstone says, Truth Movement, Andrew Breitbart, Breitbart News, Tea Party Movement, Steve Bannon, Trump, Unite the Right, and Jen... QAnon. I'm not sure what the purpose of that. Maybe you're a Q fan or follower. Uh, I've been railing on why I'm not. So maybe go back and watch some of the video. I suppose that's the biggest problem with Q. By making these extraordinary claims, they automatically discredit whatever truth was mingled in there by association. Uh, yes, I agree. And I think that to be the case there, I don't think there's a whole lot of truth. I think it's a whole lot of BS with a tiny bit of truth. But as I said, maybe the psyop is let's discredit anyone that brings up the actual truth about the global pedophile elite and make them look silly and silly sally joshua smith on facebook says sandy hook led me to Infowars. then i saw inconsistencies with alec jones and halfway decent critical analysis of events were squelched then i turned ancap lol yeah i've been listening to jones for quite some time since 2002 i don't listen to him any longer but i used to listen religiously and back then he was all about against the police state exposing false flag he was very much more libertarian. Then we actually had a run-in where he crashed one of our our, our gun pro-gun rally that we were having, and it was very nasty. The organizers and he got into a shouting match with my ex, the mother of my kiddos. It was nuts. But so I definitely fell off from listening to him then. But and then he turned on into a Trump right winger, all sorts of stuff. It's really important, you know, have some voices that you follow, but try to discern the truth for yourself is what's most important. Thank you for tuning in. So uh, I here says, I haven't bought into that Q ridiculousness for a second. Sadly, there's a kind of sheep that likes to be led by whoever seems to be their savior. Man, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And at the end of the day, um, what we're all about with the Freedom Cell Network, freedomcells.org, uh, my, my work, Derek Bros's work, and the greaterreset.org, it's all about being your own savior, uh, working together with decentralized communities, but being the change you want to see in the world, as Gandhi said, not relying on politicians or even leaders or big figures in order to change things, but going out and getting her done on your own. Okay, so what happened at the Capitol? Man, that was nuts. Um, a lot of people are really pissed off. They're feeling like the election was stolen or rigged. 
Stop the Steal is a big movement. There's been rallies all over the place. There's been a lot of rallies uh, and pissed off folks that lean more right and conservative that have been showing up with the COVID stuff, the lockdowns. There's a lot of revolution in the air. Same kind of thing was happening in the Middle East and throughout the world um, when these cover, color revolutions like were popping off. I think Myanmar was the first place, Egypt. Uh, Ukraine had revolutions. It's, it's kind of that time again, or maybe it finally made it back. But I don't think what happened was a revolution, nor do I think what happened was an insurrection. So it all culminated on, it was the 8th, January 6th or January 8th, when the Congress was going to be certifying the Electoral College votes, the electors. And the Trump MAGA countries all fired up about it. And Trump's all fired up about it. There's calls for a grand rally and protest. And all the while, there's elements that are more extreme, right? You got MAGA, you got Republicans, Republicans, you got MAGA, you got your just traditional, you know, the MAGA people are folks that are just make America great. They're all fired up. Maybe they'll go to a rally. But then you got this like QA, QAnon extremists, militia types, folks that are maybe, what do they call it? Uh, accelerationism where folks are like really wanting the boogaloo to pop off and to, so things can hit the fan. Anybody that's ever wanted that, I'd be like, man, are you genuinely ready? Like you got your three months worth of food storage. You have your ham radio set up. Do you have your three different bug out plans? And you've driven the path recently to make sure nothing's changed, whatever. Um, maybe there are people that are all prepared for that, but I certainly don't want a, the country to break into a freaking boogaloo. Um, and that extreme boogaloo crew uh, and the militia folks and the QAnon folks that really are bought into the idea that Trump is the only way to defeat this shadow government for us to have freedom. If it's not Trump, then it, we're all screwed. The country's screwed. They were organizing and communicating on alternative channels, encrypted channels. And it was known apparently by the FBI, this leaked FBI memo, whether that's true or not, that there was going to be some hardcore stuff going on, that there was plans to storm and to disrupt. And then you have these other folks that are all about like arrest, making mass arrests. And then you have folks that are like in the sovereign citizen kind of stuff where they are like, we're the ones that are inhabiting the de jure government of the United States or United States instead of the United States of America or whatever incorporated all this stuff. They're all like, we're ready to form a citizens tribunal a freaking grand jury or whatever. There's all this extreme stuff going on and the FBI knew about it. And then on the day, everyone's there and you know what happens? Yes, people busted in, but also I've seen actual video again, back to the empirical evidence of the cops pulling the gate aside, letting people come onto the grounds further close to the actual building and entrances and then actually opening the doors on another video. So from the truth or days, we had made it happen on purpose and let it happen on purpose. My hop and lie hop. So it was like about 9-11 made it happen was the, you know, the shadow government, uh, intelligence agencies in Great Britain, Israel, the United States government, likely they made it happen by rigging the buildings to be controlled, demolished and having all this propaganda campaign to roll out. And then the other hand is let it happen. Like Condoleezza Rice is like, she was grilled on the 9-11 commission where apparently she had a memo, bin Laden determined to strike within the United States, right? So the implication is they let it happen, problem, reaction, solution, in order to roll out the Patriot Act, war, and all sorts of stuff. So it's like, well, what about this one? Did they make it happen or did they let it happen? Well, I think let it happen 
is most definitely happened. I, uh, the Capitol Police is a huge police force, not to mention there's National Guard and it's in one of the most protected cities in the entire world. Um, there was a much bigger police presence during the BLM stuff and that and that with all the Antifa folks tearing everything up and the FBI knew about all sorts of stuff. Apparently the Capitol Police requested the National Guard and that was denied. That was communicated. So I think it's let it happen on purpose, made it happen on purpose. Maybe it's even more sophisticated of a plan because the whole Q thing was like, we know this is going to happen, right? We want to crack down. Maybe it's a freaking color revolution. It's a freaking USA color revolution where movements are manipulated and leveraged and contrived in order to bring about a desired end with political change, political revolution. This is something that the capitalists, um, Anthony Sutton and nothing dare, none dare call it conspiracy calls it, uh, or is it Gary Allen in that one? I think it's Gary Allen calls it, um, he calls them the cartel capitalists. And he's talking about I'm digressing here. This whole thing's been a rant and rave. He's talking about, the Rockefellers and the Morgans and the Carnegies, these cartel capitalists. And what they did, they actually funded the communist revolution, the Bolshevik revolution, right? Um, they moved Trotsky and gave Trotsky safe haven, brought him back to, to the Soviet Union, or it wasn't the Soviet Union at the time. And they fomented the communist revolution, uh, the Bolshevik revolution, to bring about communism because communism uh, is a means to an end. It's a tool that elites can leverage because it's so authoritarian. So maybe on the flip side, maybe now the communists, everyone says it's the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, maybe they're participating in funding this cover revolution, color revolution. They're all tied in with this massive shadow government. Um, it was Henry Kissinger that normalized relations with China in the first place while it was a hardcore despotic communist regime. But it's entirely possible it's made, made to happen, contrived. You see this storm brewing. You see this resentment fomenting. You see the right of this country, the conservatives, the folks that adhere to traditional American values – and American freedom, right? America, right? You see them starting to gain footing, just like what happened in the 90s after Ruby Ridge. And you see them starting to, to, to really take a lot of power and like they're going to lose their shit. They could make it go hot. And you're like, what can we do to incapacitate this from happening? And the same thing happened with the rise of the militia movement in the 90s after Ruby Ridge. Um, the militia was pissed. They were pissed because Clinton, they knew Clinton was a globalist, right? The militia for decades have been hip to the whole New World Order stuff. And so in order to neutralize the militia movement that was starting to organize all across the country, they pulled off the false flag that was the Oklahoma City bombing. The Department of Justice, Eric Holder was involved, uh, Janet Reno, the ETF, FBI. Great documentary called A Noble Lie if you want to learn about the false flag that was the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, but maybe that was that was a made it happen that popped up. And so that's my thinking on that. And now the purpose of that, of course, is to neutralize MAGA. If you notice, it's all they're talking about. Right. Um, quick thing just popped in my head. Just like 9-11, America's defenses stood down on 9-11. There were drills that were taking place. I wonder if there were drills in D.C. I don't know if that would really work out. But America's defenses, NORAD and all sorts of Air Force bases and all sorts of stuff, there were drills taking place that sent these 
fighter jets that would be scrambled in the event of a hijacking, sent them to other parts of the country away from New York and uh, Pennsylvania and all that stuff. And so that was a purposeful creating vulnerability. And so the same kind of thing happened. We're hearing on the media all these failures of the Capitol's defenses, right? And, oh, there was miscommunications and failures. It's the same thing that happened with 9-11. It's textbook. And just like after 9-11, the, a group was marginalized, um, Muslims, right, and folks from the Middle East. So, too, was their massive terror laws that got rolled into place, Patriot Act, the John Warner Defense Authorization Act, NDAA, that allowed for indefinite detention, Right. And so now we see the same thing taking place. MAGA is getting marginalized and there's new anti-terror domestic terror laws that will increase surveillance, increase control, increase being able to be cracked down on. And as I referenced before, taking it back another decade after the Oklahoma City bombing took place, the militia and you know right wing conspiracy movement got marginalized and new anti-terror legislation was ushered in. This anti-terror legislation created the. Joint Terrorism Task Force, which uh, links up the FBI and brings FBI offices to local cities. The next thing after 9-11 that was created, that got expanded through the fusion centers, which links up the FBI, DHS, local law enforcement, all sorts of stuff. So I'm just tying all this crazy stuff together. But so again, the purpose would be to marginalize, minimize the future impact of MAGA which is could and still could become, although it's going to be really difficult, a whole political movement that grows for decades to come. Trump runs in 2024. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's someone from MAGA, the MAGA world, whatever. But the goal is to marginalize, make that crazy, make it so companies don't want to do business with them, so on and so forth. And let's usher in this anti-terror stuff that's going to apply to everyone. And it's textbook. So you always got to be conscious that you're not getting played, right? Because sometimes you can carry out the very thing that you're working against. And I think that's kind of the phenomenon and what the what we're seeing pl take place with all this Q stuff. All right. So this is the Live Free Now show, bringing you news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Check us out at livefreenow.show. Shout out to one of our sponsors once more, Brave Botanicals, mybravebotanicals.com. We have Kratom. Uh, it's a powderized leaf of the Kratom evergreen tree. helps with stress, pain, anxiety. You can get a free ounce at freeouncefkratom.com. And we just added Delta 8 THC blueberry gummies, vape cartridges, and Delta 8 THC flour. This stuff's great. You can learn more about it at the website, mybravebotanicals.com. Click on the CBD THC menu item. Shout out to the sponsor. Okay, so let's talk about the big tech censorship because this is all being rolled in. Living in crazy times where... The president of the United States, love him or hate him, uh, is censored on Facebook and Twitter, and it, it's nuts. And I've known for quite some time that these are sanitized environments, right? I still have a Facebook account, still have a YouTube account. I also have MeWe, Minds, Float. I'll talk a little about, about these in a second. And I have a library account. haven't set up BitChute yet. I don't much care for the commenters in BitChute, so maybe it, you probably haven't watched this far, but this will get shared on the Conscious Resistance BitChute. It just seems like a lot of folks. There's like folks that are genuine, uh, anti-Semitic. Everyone thinks it's a conspiracy. People are like 
I can't trust this guy with the last name Bush. He must be a piece of shit. Or they're like, again, with the anti-Semitic, they're like, judging by this guy's nose, he must be a Jew. It's like, come on, man. What's up with you guys? Is this all you spend your time with? I think because some of the first folks to get purged from YouTube were a lot of like right-wing Q folks and some genuine white nationalist types, and they went over to BitChute or whatever. I prefer Library and Odyssey. So I've known that we need to shift all that stuff. I still like to reach as large of an audience platform as possible while directing people to those other sites, which I need to lean more into. But it's clear that big tech is in cahoots and a part of the same apparatus of this whole uh, DNC left-wing thing. And one thing that a lot of the Q folks and Trump always pounds on is that there is a, Ch a communist Chinese element, CCP, um, to it all as well. And so there's this whole conglomerate power play where they want to squash. You know, a lot of it comes down to squashing voices of dissent, left or right, that challenge the status quo. What is the status quo? Well, the status quo was Bush, Clinton, you know, Obama, right? This whole Bush-Clinton crime family, which was the U.S. branch of the Anglo-American establishment and this whole shadow government. Council on Foreign Relations is one of the roundtable groups. International Institute of Royal, the Royal Institute of International Affairs is the British counterpart that was there first. There's these secret society roundtable groups, and they have a lot of power and a lot of sway. And it's these these groups that are pushing for a lot of this stuff. And so what they want to shut down is any group or any individual voice that goes against this paradigm, pushing for global government, pushing for uh, environmentalism to be used as an excuse to usher in more control. Now uh, going against the COVID narrative, which is all part of it as well going against the Great Reset plan and marketing program, which is all part of its well, this is what is going to get shut down. I realized in studying the fusion centers and the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI and a lot of their leaked documents, the activist group, the activist groups that get targeted and that get surveilled are those groups which challenge the status quo. They seek to operate outside of normal politics often. They are trying to really shake things up. They have radical tactics. They'll get in your face, direct action. That's what's targeted. And so that's what we see big tech targeting. That's what gets censored. There's this whole fake news thing that came out and took that. They took down the Free Thought Project and Activist Post and all these. They also took out some more left-leaning stuff like Mint Press News. It was, these outlets are covering what the status quo, what interrupts the status quo. And so big tech takes that stuff down. And so what took place with the president was uh, was I think was actually pretty terrible. And so the question that arises that all the libertarians always say is that it's a private company. They can they have the right to do whatever they want, right? That makes sense. That's true. Um, I don't want to force private companies to do things against their will, against their choices or board of directors or whatever. First of all, a corporation actually is an instrument of the state. And if you have no state, you don't have a corporation, this instrument that the state gives liability protections, right? So it's, it's, it's an inherently governmental thing, the corporation. But the counter argument to that that everyone brings up is, well, these institutions get tons of money from the government. They're linked in with the Department of Defense and the Pentagon, for example, with all these Amazon cloud servers and stuff. Um, Facebook was given seed money from InQtel, which is this venture capitalist front for the CIA. 
all that stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really care. I'm honestly a little bit over beyond past the whole libertarian debating, you know, like let's debate about it and talk about it for till we're blue in the face. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. We're all about solutions, right? So it matters not to me, this whole thing, the, the, the reality is we need to start pursuing decentralized, sensorless, immutable solutions for communication, for getting the message out, so on and so forth. And Facebook, YouTube, these guys aren't that. So let me tie this in real quick. One of the problems with the whole Trump thing and all of the violence that's taking place and this whole big left-right divide and how extreme and crazy it's gotten you know why that's taking place is because everyone's fighting over the control of the same centralized institution, the central government, the federal government. And because the state is the nature of the state is monopolistic, necessarily, if you're born into this geographic area known as the United States of America, you must abide by the laws of the land. Right. And when one particular group or party is in power, they can force their will upon everyone else, whether you agree with it or not or support it or not. That creates a situation where everyone is really amped up about getting the ring, holding on to that power. And that's a centralized thing. And all the Trump people are all just fired up. And it's almost as though, wow, we just we want to take control of government and use it to push our plan forward. Uh, and that's what's happening on the other end. They want to take control and use it to push forward the socialist, communist, technocratic thing, right? Trump's pushing the technocracy too, I should point out, especially through Operation Warp, Warp Speed and linking up with folks that are involved with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, researching, giving money to contact tracing and biomedical wearable devices, implantable devices, all that kind of crazy world. But... Um, they got behind this guy because he was going to take over control of the government. Really, the answer is decentralization. It all comes back to decentralization in our lives, in our activism. And if we could decentralize maybe to the states even at least or maybe to the county or the community or all the way ultimately to the individual, there would be less turmoil, conflict, and vying for power. Decentralization is always the answer, and that's why we're trying to do the Freedom Cell Network, freedomcells.org. It is a collection of free people that are working together by organizing themselves in small groups of approximately eight people, achieving common goals, mutual aid, mutual defense, then linking up with other groups, other small groups, forming a little bit of a larger group, right? And people are getting each other's back, freedomcells.org. We're trying to create an alternative way to organize human beings that isn't centralized, coercive, or hierarchical. Rather, it's decentralized and based on mutually beneficial voluntary associations. And the cool thing, what we've managed to accomplish is as the network scales and grows in number, it doesn't grow horizontal or vertically like a government does, becoming more centralized, more bureaucratical, having more bureaucracy. It uh, scales and expands out horizontally, always maintaining that decentralized horizontal structure. So when it comes to organizing humans, which the state is a means of organizing humans through control and hierarchy and monopolies, we want to counter that by presenting an alternative way to organize society through decentralization, peer-to-peer -peer mutual aid groups, okay? And just the same when it comes to big tech and sharing information, we believe that it we ought to utilize, whenever possible, decentralized mechanisms. Let me give you a great example. 
there's this woman who I highly respect. Her research is really freaking spot on when it comes to a lot of this great reset stuff and and like impact human impact fi finance financing and impact investing, all this crazy stuff. Human bond markets, a lot of this crazy stuff going on in the Great Reset. And um, she's very much opposed to blockchain, blockchain technology. And it's because blockchain tech is being utilized in large part to usher in this fourth industrial revolution. This is all some great reset stuff. Um, Klaus Schwab, who founded the World Economic Forum and is like the father of the great reset movement, he's talks, he wrote this book about the fourth industrial revolution, which is merging biology and technology, all biology on the earth, like Bill Gates, the Microsoft planetary computer. They want to like track all biodiversity, all sorts of stuff, right? So track merging technology and human beings as well. And there's these like human bond capital markets where impact investments are made from tax exempt foundations that go to uh, hopefully have successful outcomes. Like we're going to invest and we want in 20 years, the robotics industry to have met this metric. We want AI to have this footing in this particular city. And we are going to measure, we're going to have measurable outcomes. And then people come in in these markets and they do long and short bets. They place bets on the success of this investment or the failure of this investment, long and short. It's crazy. And a lot of it has to do with the children and human beings. Um, we're like, we're going to invest in this P20 pipeline, preschool to PhD. And we're going to like mold a whole generation of children in the area so that they can deliver on our outcomes. And if they deliver, then people are going to make money because big hedge funds and billionaires bet that it would work. And if they don't, then the guys that bet it would lose are going to work. Wow, it's crazy. But blockchain technology is going to be utilized for a lot of this stuff. So it's going to be more easy to track and analyze. And that sucks, right? The central banks early on, they're like, we're against Bitcoin, but blockchain technology, now we have these central bank digital currencies. There's a program in Austin called MyPass. It's part of the Austin Technology Office, which is working with tax-exempt foundations that have invested in the city in order to create a blockchain identity for the homeless population. They start with the poverty, right? They're concerned about poverty environment, which is what the World Economic Forum's two big heartstrings that are pulling on. And they do this blockchain-based identity for the homeless people to help them with their services that they get, so on and so forth. And so blockchain's being used for this. And this woman is like, totally against blockchain 110%. But I see blockchain as you can have centralized blockchains, you can have central bank blockchains. It's technology, right? It was invented by Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever that is, and it's essentially a distributed, decentralized, peer-to-peer -peer ledger, although they can be centralized. The original one was decentralized. That's like public ledgers have been used throughout history in order to maintain information that is a benefit to many people, commonly for money and currency. The public ledger says John has... 10 bits and Elaine has two and John sends three to Elaine. Elaine now has five, so on and so forth. Traditionally centralized institutions like governments or banks uh, or central banks were used to maintain this ledger, like the ledger of how much money is in supply in the United States of America, how many dollars are out there, for example. And um, you always had to rely on a third party in order to maintain this big ledger. Well, the blockchain was created where all these different computer nodes are set up and they maintain the blockchain, which is the collection of all the, transactions that took place in approximately the previous 10 minutes. But for the first time, it was done in a decentralized and distributed way. And that's a very beautiful thing. So you can have a centralized digital bank, sorry, uh, central bank digital currency or crazy tracking, great reset stuff, or you can have decentralized mechanisms 
And it's a paradox because blockchain can be simultaneously enslaving or, and it can be liberating. And so, you know, it's just this woman does this research and this service that she used, was, which is centralized to do this mind map and a flow of research connecting all these dots for this human bond market stuff. Uh, they recently scrubbed her account because I guess she was too close or too over the tip of the the tip of the target. And so I mentioned to her it'd be really great if there was a technology. I was being facetious. I don't usually be facetious, but it'd be great if there's this technology that would enable us to store information in a sensorless way so that it's immutable. Immutable means unchangeable. And there is that technology. It's called blockchain technology. And so there's this everyone's focused on Facebook and what's taking place but as I said as I started the podcast with whenever we go into a victim space um, whenever we are all negative oh my account got banned or the people that I follow's account you know then we stay in that space but if instead we're like well I saw this this was coming sooner than later so now's the opportunity for me to build a new channel to find a new following it's going to end up being better because you're going to be with like-minded people you're going to find the remnant so on and so forth so Forget about what they're doing with big tech. The time is past now to set up a new account, right? And there's all sorts of great new accounts. Uh, let me just talk about a YouTube alternative real quick. Then I'll talk about some of the social media channels I'm on. But what I really like is library. It's this decentralized blockchain that hosts the pieces of your video file in a decentralized way. So it's immutable. Can't be taken off, right? There's a website called library, LBRY.tv you can access all sorts of content. And then there's another one that's called odyssey.tv, I think. And so essentially there's a blockchain that was created. Pretty sure it's this guy named Dan Larimer that also created Steemit, which operates in much the same way, but it's more written and more like a blog type thing. And so you post the video, it's saved and stored on the blockchain. And then there's different portals that can access the blockchain. So the blockchain itself is sensor proof and immutable. It can't be changed. Because it's decentralized, you can't just delete it in one place. It's, it's decentralized and agreed upon by everyone participating in the network. Um, but the portals like Odyssey and Library, they could actually say, we're not going to feature your video, right? So there's a built-in market mechanism. The information is there if it needs to be accessed. Um, and maybe some of these different portals that allow you to look into the blockchain, they maybe some of them are less prone to censorship. Ernie Hancock always says he wants to see the, his metric for whether or not it's a good blockchain-based social media or video network is will they keep up a video of like a dog being thrown off a cliff or something crazy like that, right? He doesn't want to see that, but that's the metric. Like he wants it to be pure. Everything is there. So I don't know what that would turn into, but either way, you can have it on a blockchain, but it won't be accessible. Steam is that same thing. So library, Odyssey, great alternatives. It's time to start migrating that way. Decentralization is the answer. Now, I'm on MeWe, which is similar to Facebook. Um, Twitter is Parler, right? Parler's gotten taken down through this. I know that they'll be back up. Uh, big tech has a whole lot of power, which is even more... It's even more important that we do start engaging in more decentralization, understanding it and and making it happen in our lives. So MeWe, it's not decentralized. It's ran by a company, but they're not Facebook. Maybe they will be someday, but it's more like Facebook. There's groups, there's messaging, 
A lot of people have migrated there. Jack Spierko of the Survival Podcast, who I do the Unloose the Goose podcast with, he has been banging on MeWe for quite some time. So there's a lot of groups there. There's cryptocurrency groups. Great site. It's not decentralized. Mines is another one, Mines.com. Um, some activists and journalists, they'll post their videos there. You can host videos there. Kind of, I think it gets lost in the thread, though, in the feed. But uh, a lot of people use that. I found that I didn't get as much engagement there. Maybe I just didn't give it as much time. But that is a decentralized blockchain, Ethereum-based uh, app. So that's super cool. And then uh, another one is Float, float.app. Float is created by Aaron and Kingsley, who are part of the voluntarist cryptocurrency community. So it's great when you can reach out to and you know the folks that created the network. It's not decentralized, although cryptocurrency is incorporated. Um, maybe they have aspirations for it to be decentralized in the future, but they're definitely not censoring anything. It's a lot of really cool people that are involved as well. And I did create an account on Parler a while ago. Did get a lot of engagement there. Didn't bang on it so much. Maybe it's grown immensely. Um, it definitely is Trump support, hoorah, hoorah, but um, uh, it's important for you guys to set up these alternatives and start using these alternatives. All right, so I'm going to take some uh, comments real quick, and then I'm going to do a little recap of what we talked about. Again, you're listening to the Live Free Now show, livefreenow.show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use for a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Uh, I'm going to try to be doing some more uh, podcasts more consistently. I'm going to be chatting with good old um, Foster Gamble on Thursday. So that'll be super cool. I did a big series of interviews, like five or six in a row. I don't normally do interviews. I want to start bringing them back even more. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, also, The Greater Reset, thegreaterreset.org. I would invite you to participate in that. Sign up for emails on the website. You're, you definitely aren't going to want to miss this one. It's going to be a really powerful event. All right, let's hit some comments real quick. Roy Hurley says, "Anti, I'm not a knee-jerk anti-Trumper, but do wonder why the establishment hates him so very much. You know, um, Old, I think Derek Bros started watching, so that's cool. If he's still watching, shout out D Bros at D Bros Live Free. Um, he purports that Trump is like total con, uh, and that it's always selected. It's not an election; it's a selection. And his role is the great divider, which he most certainly has done a good role at that. Some people think I'm not saying Derek thinks this, but a lot of people think that Derek, Derek de definitely doesn't think this, that the deep state shadow government, they're omnipotent, right? They're all powerful. It's not even possible that Trump could have gotten in office um, that we wouldn't have let that happen, right? I think it's possible. I think that there's a significant uprising, and I think that a lot of the Q stuff is contrived and BS, right? It's probably a psyop, but there is a genuine MAGA country movement of a lot of really normal people that really resonated with what Trump had to say. I do think he got in office. I don't think that the shadow government wanted him to get in office, um, but I do think that once he was in office, they began enacting their program in order to marginalize and ultimately shut him out of the equation. He did do a lot of stuff that went against the shadow government status quo I referenced earlier, like pulling out of the Paris Accord. Um, you know, I guess they won't, they don't want a border wall because they want to do a North American union, but at the same time they do want a border wall. Like Ron Paul said back in 2012 in a debate, I'm not, I'm not concerned. I think it's possible that the border wall more than being about getting people from coming in is 
stopping us from getting out. And we all cheered at our big debate watch party. But um, I don't know what to say. At the end of the day, he's authoritarian. They're all freaking authoritarian. And we can't get caught up into their game. We can't be pawns in their game. We have to recognize that they're all punks and we should opt out and exit and build. Uh, Khalid Forrest says, Stop the Steal is a business that was created by Roger Stone, Trump compatriot. It was started in 2016. Totally fake. I know Roger Stone. He's come to Brave New Books. We've interviewed him. Uh, We were old chums back then. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of opportunism that takes place. Uh, I mean, Stone is just the consummate political like outlaw bandit that just does whatever it takes to to win right and you know part of winning maybe this whole MAGA protest was to collect a bunch of donations and a bunch of contact information so we can continue on with future campaigns that's what happened with the Ron Paul revolution after Ron Paul's campaign we got hit up by Republicans for office all the time right and his 2012 run Ron Paul was most likely the purpose of that was to expand the database for the success of Senator Rand Paul fundraising nationally and just really banging on Kentucky. It's politics. You know, it's all politics. We need to opt out of the game. I wanted to say earlier, I, I, um, just one more thing, you know, it's a crazy world when this, this speaks to earlier, I was talking about how we need to be careful that we don't begin to be utilized against our very own aims. We're not leveraged and manipulated and played right and so i recall it was so peculiar that there were multiple ones of my friends that had simultaneously been railing with me against the department of homeland security whether it was the body scanners the fusion centers or knowing that essentially it's america's version of the gestapo they're railing against that with me back in the day and then because they're guys in office and because they've been put into this divisive paradigm now they're celebrating when the United States president leverages paramilitary Department of Homeland Security forces in order to put down uh, unrest in a local community. That sets a very dangerous precedent, and it's very likely that we may see the same institution utilized against MAGA or Q folks or uprisings. Just the same Now, all of a sudden, many people that used to be banging on FEMA camps with me and exposing H.R. 964 or 694, the FEMA camp bill, right, and railing against the prospect of martial law for quite some time, knowing that it's a mechanism to control people and take away freedoms and is not a good thing. Now they're calling for martial law and temporary martial law, right? Somebody said, that sounds a lot like 14 days to slow the spread. Temporary martial law? Come on, man. Oh, all right. Let me just hit a couple more comments here, and then uh, and then I'm going to wrap up. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, subscribe on LiveFreeNow.show, especially, is, uh, especially if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube. Shout out the audience on Float and DLive on the Conscious Resistance Network. But if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, then... Uh, be sure you go over to my site, livefreenow.show, and subscribe to the podcast feed, but also share your email address with you so we can stay in touch uh, if or when we get pulled from these damn channels. Okay. MeWe was founded and run by Zionist too, so it gives just the illusion of being different from Facebook and Twitter. I mean, is this guy saying this because the guy that founded MeWe is Jewish, or does this guy actually have evidence that 
he is part of the phenomenon known as Zionism, which is like this Jewish nationalism. So again, I don't know where these folks are coming from, but peace and freedom to you guys at the end of the day. The conscious resistance says the libertarian movement is a circle jerk in the end. You know, there's a lot of debating. There's a lot, especially libertarian party stuff with the, with the politics. And it's like, we just got to focus on solutions. We don't all have to agree, but at least we got to agree that we can do better and there's ways to do better. So it's just all about building. Rose is exactly right. That's why I appreciate Derek's work so much. I really appreciate it because the conscious aspect of it, right? Like something that stuck with me, Derek said, was uh, if we create anarchy and we get rid of these governments and we haven't done the work, the internal work, then we're simply going to reproduce the same institutions or similar institutions. So that conscious element, but then the focus on solutions, it's all about solutions, guys. And if you want to get tapped into some solid solutions, then we invite you to the greater reset, the greater reset.org. It's going to be virtual and it's going to be in person. You can host a watch party in your area. You can fly on down to Mexico. There's going to be some watch parties in Austin, Texas, 25th, the 29th. It's all about solutions. It's our counter to the world economic forums. Great reset operation. Okay, well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Let me um, – Rob Hannon says, it's looking like your freedom cells is the way to be free, and I hope everyone gets on board. The greater reset. Thanks, Rob. This is the way. Again, freedom cells, guys. It's just a bunch of people that are like-minded getting together to help one another, and I think we can you know, solve some common problems. Um, have more thriving in our lives instead of just surviving. And if shit hits the fan or if the man does crack down, then we can get each other's back in a major way. So that's that. And um, let me go ahead and do a recap. So thanks everyone for tuning in. This is the live version of LibFreeNow.show. This is also going to be posted as a podcast. Today I wanted to share uh, – first, I haven't done a podcast in a while. Um, had some big changes and – I shared how when things ha when shit happens in life, we choose what meaning we give to it. So it can either have the meaning of life sucks or I suck or what's wrong with me or this is terrible or I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know how I'm going to dig myself out of this hole, right? Um, that can be the meaning. We can have some negative shit on it or we can be like, wow, this is – th there's a lesson here for me that I can pick up on that will give me massive benefit in my life. And if I can just find that lesson, I can turn this manure into a beautiful lotus flower. Um, so we choose how we show up in the world. We don't choose what happens all the time, right? But we choose how we show up and how we respond to those things. And I strongly encourage you to respond to from a place of empowerment when one door closes, another one opens, not from a place of victimhood, because if you're in that space, you're going to attract that. If you're in a space of solutions, productivity, empowerment, then that's what you will get. So we chatted about that, and then we really got into this Q phenomenon. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a psychological operation. That's what I think to be most likely, uh, the purpose of which to discredit and kookify Trump and the MAGA movement and perhaps provide cover for the pedophile satanic elite, which does exist. And perhaps they were getting too much heat from like Derek bros dropping all these documentaries way early on. And then the mainstream media catching on and trial taking place. And they're like, we need to marginalize folks that are questioning all this and give them some cover, some guilt by association with all this crazy Q stuff going on. And then genuine concerns about, really ugly people that are doing ugly things 
who knows at the end of the day. But one thing that I do know is that because of this Q thing and because of this devolution in the truth, truth seekers, um, people don't source, they don't go to the primary source material anymore. They don't look for concrete empirical evidence. Their definition of truth is often what my friend shared, this screenshot my friend shared. Nancy Pelosi's not coming in. She's arrested at Guantanamo Bay. The storm's coming two weeks from now. The blackout, a friend of mine just shared, all right, guys, I probably won't see you for the next 10 days. There's going to be a blackout. Like, the internet's going to be going down. And I was like, hey, if if it's tomorrow and we're still online, you think you can go back and maybe see that this is BS? It's like, <laughs> people's, that people define truth by what Lynn Wood said, the Q drop, what my Q... YouTube video says, whatever. That's not how you define truth. I strongly encourage you to use some more discernment and to try to find the primary source material. So I talked about Q and, you know, Q ultimately added so much fuel to the fire that has finally exploded with this capital siege, which I genuinely believe is kind of like a false flag. It was either made to happen, the whole Q thing the whole time, knew that things were going to culminate hardcore, or they let it happen on purpose. They definitely let it happen. The Capitol Police let people in. The purpose of that was to marginalize MAGA. We see the media banging and banging and banging and banging and banging and banging and banging. And then we see the introduction of more terror legislation, just like which happened after the false flag Oklahoma City bombing. The militia movement was marginalized and terror legislation came in that brought us the Joint Terrorism Task Force and increased surveillance after 9-11. Security stood down. Right. The U.S. defenses stood down in large part. There were so many weaknesses and vulnerabilities led to the false flag of 9-11 that ended in legislation, the Patriot Act, the John Ward Defense Authorization Act, Fusion Center stuff. And Muslims were the group that got marginalized. Now we have another big false flag major event that um, has led to sorry, my picture froze. And I'm thinking like, uh oh, the Internet is going down. But that led to an event that uh, will marginalize MAGA and will also usher in more and more uh, legislation. It's no bueno. And then when we talked about big tech, the answer is what we need to do is to pursue decentralized platforms, especially those that are blockchain-based, a decentralized blockchain. Library is a great example of this. This video will automatically be posted to library. It's decentralized. It's immutable, which means it's unchangeable. So the answer is decentralization, both, both for our ability to communicate with one another, share information, store information, um, and also in order to finally overcome all this crazy division that happens in the world, all this crazy violence. And it's not an insurrection like they say it was, but this crazy event that took place, this capital siege. There's so much tension right now and everyone's so worked up because they're fighting for the ring, like in Lord of the Rings. They're fighting for control of the throne. It's like Game of Thrones. And it's because this federal government has become so powerful and centralized that if your group isn't in power in the next four years or is ever in control of the Congress, they're going to usher in some laws that very much go against your values and your principles. And this can be solved through decentralization of social organizations. And that's what we hope to do with the Freedom Cell Network. And you can go to freedomcells.org. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Look, Red Pill Led says Twitter is currently down. I'll check that as soon as we get off this video. And if it's down, I presume it'll come right back up. I don't think this is part of the blockout, blockout, my friend. But ironically, 
Shortly after I said that, my screen froze, and he says I blinked out for a moment. So uh, I kind of got thrown off because the screen froze, and I came back in the studio on StreamYard. But it's a crazy world we're living in, ladies and gentlemen. But trust me, everything is going to be okay. Remember, The Greater Reset, thegreaterreset.org, takes place January 25th through the 29th. Go sign up for email newsletter alerts on the website. Check out freedomcells.org. Join the network of approximately just a little less than 10,000 people globally that are working together to bring about a free society. And then finally, check out our sponsor, mybravebotanicals.com, mybravebotanicals.com. You can get a free ounce of Kratom if you want to try that out. You can try some Delta 8 gummies, vape, flour, all things that are good. We'll hook you up. That's mybravebotanicals.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out. Subscribe at livefreenow.show.